Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. This is the John Fugelsang Podcast. I'm John Fugel saying this is SiriusXM Progress. We are at 866-997-4748. I want to just uh, play a quick little clip here of Karine Jean-Pierre answering reporters' questions about the National Defense Authorization Act, because this is the clearest sign yet that things in D.C. are finally returning to the brutal, awful normal following midterms. On the National Defense Authorization Act, it doesn't include a military COVID vaccine mandate. Is the president's objection to removing that mandate so strong that he's willing to veto the NDAA? So let me just first say I'll answer that question, but I do want to make a few points here. So I don't want to get ahead of the process. Uh, as we know, there's the there we, we know there's a, the uh, conference language. There's still the legislative process uh, that has to move ahead uh, on this. And so again, I'm not going to get ahead of the of the vote, or I'm not going to get ahead of the president. But every year, as you know, the uh, the NDAA has some provisions uh, we support and some we do not and happening and so we're going to do is or I'm not going to get ahead of the president but every year as you know the uh, the NDAA has some provisions uh, we support and some we do not and what the president's going to do is he's going to judge uh, judge this piece of legislation this bill uh, on its entirety uh, when that occurs now by the way several of the house republicans have voted no on the House bill that would codify same-sex and interracial marriage, now uh, they're considering voting yes tomorrow after the changes the Senate made. This is in Axios. Congressman Mike Gallagher of Wisconsin said in July he voted against the bill because he thought it would enable polygamous marriage. And we only allow polygamy in corporations, not people. But he said he'd probably vote for it. Dusty Johnson, one of the few congressmen with a true name like a porn star from uh, South Dakota, said he's still reviewing the Senate version, but he said it's a very different bill than it was over here. Michael McCall from Texas told Axios he is looking at the bill and said that religious freedom is the issue everyone started getting hung up on and federalizing a state issue is another concern. But again, the elections are over. They're not afraid. They want to be on the right side of history. You're going to see it happen. Thank God. Let's go to the phones. We're at 866-997-4748. Sean and Callie, thanks for your patience. Hey, brother. No problem. By the way, um, I, I am the proudest I've been in a long time because... When I talked to another terrestrial station today, I was called a part of the woke mafia. Mo- woke mafia? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that what means. Is, what does that mean, the woke mafia? Well, to me, it means I, I, I 
penetrated the putrid veneer of their ridiculousness. And here's how it happened is that they had a person that supported Donald bin Laden who was trying to support a black station. And I said, oh, no, hell no. Hey, look, if you support Donald bin Laden, Donald Trump, with he's disparaged black people, we, I've already done this on your show, all the people that he's disparaged, but black people specifically, yeah. brown people, Latinos, women, people with disabilities, you don't get the luxury of saying, oh, I love this show, too, trying to be like, you know, a carnival barker, you know, that kind of thing. And, uh, you know, so that apparently gave me the new badge of the um, woke mafia, which woke mafia. I'm totally proud to be a part of. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you did, if you, you ask them what woke meant, did you ask, did you ask them what woke meant? Well, I, I would have loved to, but they didn't let me stay on quite that long. Um, but, you know, you know how yeah. that goes, right? Once you call yeah. them out and they're, you know. They're, they're going to run away. Yeah, gonna, yeah, and that's yeah. what he did. And But, you know, but my point here is that, look, we've had a lot of successes, John. And, um, and I'm talking politically with elections and things. But maybe people are going to understand. I'm, I'm very partisan politically, but maybe understand that it's a lot more than that. It's just a matter of your future. It's a matter of, you know, what do you want to have in your future, your kid's future, or if you're a kid, your own future, that kind of thing. And I think, you know, and I wouldn't have said this five years ago, I would think that right now we're making progress. We are, I think people are understanding that it, it does matter what you do does matter who you vote for and it does matter to stay active and by the way it doesn't take that much time out of your life that you can't just do your own thing and 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 live your normal life but also participate in keeping yourself in a democracy and not a fascist you know takeover and not and not a woke mafia either i'm i I love You're, you're gonna, you're gonna make an offer they can't understand. Hey, when they when they said that, I was like, man, I'm getting me a badge now. I'm gonna put that damn thing on my thing. It's gonna be. I might make millions of dollars right now, John. I'm not kidding. <laughs> I might make millions of dollars on this woke mafia thing. I'm really hung up on the word. You know, again, it's it's this word that so many words that just mean, hey, don't be a dick. Then get taken by the right. <laughs> You know, politically correct. It, it just meant, hey, let, how about don't use language where you're being a dick? Maybe be use more sensitive language because you want to be nice and that's Christian being a good person. Right. Make fun of that. And it's like, well, hey, you know, bleeding heart liberal like like Jesus. Like, really? Yeah. The, yeah. And then and then it was a social justice warrior. And I was like, like Jesus. Really? Yeah. That, that's bad, too. <laughs> and snowflake. Well, I mean, and now finally it's it's woke. It's like literally it means it means that you're you're attentive to racism and you know that racism is uh, a system we've been raised in and you think that the society should do something about it. That's woke. Yeah. Uh, if you're not woke, I think the word is racist. I think that's the word. <laughs> and asleep. I think the, the, uh, the alternative is you're just asleep. Exactly. And no, the, the opposite of woke is comatose. <laughs> there you go. I mean, but you know, it was a really, 
in a way, a wonderful thing to understand how silly and how stupid and how ridiculous it has all become. You know, look, we're on the right side of history, people. You don't have to have ideological partisan, you know, beliefs. You just have to know there is a side that is like normal and there's a side that is off the frickin' train tracks trying to take you down into yeah. a hole and ruin your quality of life. And, and it's all I true. think we're to that point. It's all true. Completely agree. <laughs> Sean, I thank you very much for the call. Thanks, brother. I'm obsessed thank you. with this idea of a woke mafia now. I'm so obsessed with the idea of the woke mafia. Like, <laughs> it's the idea where it's just like, you know, I don't know, Tay, uh, <laughs> you know, she 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 tells me I can't call her a she her. She says they got different pronouns now. Jesus Christ! They use they you use they them pronouns all the freaking time. <laughs> it ain't so hard for you to grow a little bit, is it? So funny, so funny. Anyway, yeah. I spent five minutes trying to work that out in my head. I kept trying to think of it too. I was sitting there talking to him, trying to think of what my woke mafia joke is. I'll write, I'll you, write a sketch for tomorrow. Like, do they have, are there hitmen? Are there capos? <laughs> yeah, and you don't want to know what going to the mattresses means. 866-997-4748. Brian in Oregon, welcome. Hi, John, guys, Chris, uh, guys, <laughs> two of you. Um, <laughs> I'm part of Sean's Awoke Mafia as well. And I think oh, Awoke no. Mafia means, well, it's, <laughs> I'm, I'm proud uh, I'll be his uh, PFC uh, in, in Sean's uh, Mafia. Okay. I, we would have accepted consigliere, but we'll take that. <laughs> well, that would work, too. Yeah, my Italian's not that good. By the way, um, the, the the woke mafia doesn't have any consiglieries, because that's cultural appropriation. But go on, please. Yeah. Well, I think the uh, <laughs> the woke mafia puts, like, a, a plastic horse head in the covers. <laughs> it's, <laughs> as, uh, as we know what the real one was. Exactly. Um, yeah, there, no no actual animals were harmed in the uh, in the beheading of this horse. Yeah, yeah. Or a note saying this should have been a horse head. <laughs> the uh, <laughs> John, exactly. I, it's I a, it's a horse head I'm, made of soy. That's what the woke mo- that's what the woke <laughs> mafia does. Yeah, or a, or a cashew horse head. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh my God, we're driving this into the ground. <laughs> the uh, I, I hope this is a last, last erection uh, Hersh Walker ever has to run in. I hope so as well. You know, it's it's awful sad when a man reaches a certain age and can't look forward to more erections, but yeah. you never know. I mean, may, maybe maybe there's plenty more erections in his future. Oh, could, could be a few in Texas. Um, I am not tired of that joke. I'm not tired of tea baggers yet, and that's been 11 years. I'm 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 fine. Wow. <laughs> I even, I've never heard of tea bagger jokes. So you never heard of tea bagger jokes? What are you a, talking about? Wow, at the boonies I am. Yeah. I'm a, Let me take I'm you back in time. A, can I take you back in time to a, a yeah. era they called the Obama years? Uh, oh, yeah. l- let me explain. There were these people who called themselves the Tea Party. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, okay. and they were racist and they had nothing to say. And they were sort of like the Boston Tea Party, except the Boston Tea Party, okay, was American colonists protesting uh-huh. a foreign country and a corporation dressed as Indians. The uh, uh, American I, I Tea Party. Part of the history. Right, but the the Republican Tea Party was American citizens protesting their own government for corporations dressed as imbeciles. And a lot of them would uh, hang teabags from their head. And there was this big debate over whether liberals should tell jokes about this or whether it was too hacky. And um, because, because I had you know, no, that's a visual. That's probably why I didn't. I never saw the hats with the teabags. Well, but you're aware of what the conventional slang is for the word teabagging, right? Uh, 
No. Okay, well, just so you know, in, in sexual slang, teabagging refers to a disgusting, unholy, vile activity engaged in by gay men with gay men or by uh, straight men with amazing, awesome, wonderful, understanding women. And so this is uh, when they called themselves teabaggers, a lot of folks snickered because it pertains to a certain oh, oh, sexual act. Like cross metaphors or whatever it might be. Yes, yes among other things. Um, it even happened with my dad. My dad was watching the protests all day on Fox Excuse News me. at the time, and he was, my, my dad was doing well and i would call him every day and and i'd be like hey pop how you feeling he'd say oh i'm watching these teabaggers on the mall and i, and I would say are, are they angry he'd say angry they're testy and i'm, I'm like oh well wh- what are they angry about pop he goes well uh they're angry about uh, obama's stimulus plan i'm like what do you mean he goes well they they, they want to teabag obama because his package was too big <laughs> oh i got it yeah, and I would say, "Oh, Dad, I'm not. I'm not sure about that." He goes, "Yeah, but it's just your Rush Limbaugh's and your Sean Hannity's. When these guys go teabagging, it's a couple of big mouths controlling all the nuts." That's what my dad said, and frankly, I told him that was a little hard to swallow. And, and that's my dad. Thank you, thank you. I did. Yeah, that really happened. Huh? Word for word, a real conversation. That's what happened. Oh man, that's all true. Wow, and that coming from uh, your dad. Oh yes, my and he he never had any idea what he was talking about. Yeah. Well, and yeah, and it's all yeah. Those goddamn Koch brothers sponsored all the teabaggers. <laughs> well, they certainly did. Uh, just like they sponsored all of this stuff, all these oh. astroturf protests. I mean, that's what that's what that's that's what the aristocracy does. Yeah, the, the, the plantation owners will always get the hardworking conservative white guys to go fight their battles for them. That's the Confederacy. That's how the Confederacy works. Rich guy, rich people pay Fox people to make middle class people blame poor people, and you can make them do anything you want. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, and um, I think uh, the Thomas is my my uh, dream of the rest of this year is I think they're going to be wrapped up in Jack Smith's indictment of the uh, phony electors scheme. Yeah, you, you're you're pretty confident that's what Jack Smith's here to do. I think he's going to at least get Jenny Thomas because she was so involved in uh, Arizona and Wisconsin and mm. uh, part of that whole. Uh, and in the White House, and and knows Eastman from when he was clerking with uh, Clarence. Oh and yeah, you're right. I think there's quite a dirty little uh, conspiracy uh, rolling around that little trio. I think you may be very right about that. I thinking. wouldn't be surprised at all. Yeah. So, anyways, and, but John, I've got an idea. I don't know how much time I got left, but go ahead, um, please. A book banning concept, how to get around it. I thought would be to. <laughs> some, of course, it involves some rich guy <laughs> buying up. You know, have you seen those? Uh, at least in Portland Airport, they've got these buses that go around and, and pit take you, shuttle you out to the parking lot, and you got to step to go up and into the back. Well, that's kind of how our local bookmobile is in Tillamook County. Oh. And um, it seems to me you could buy up a number of those things as they're kind of leaving service at airports and build shelves in there with books and have a whole library system of uh, private books that can be loaned out to uh, after-hours students or before it's, hours. It sounds um, lovely. It sounds lovely and affordable and cheap and like it'd be good for a yeah. community. It, it'll never happen. <laughs> it, it'll never happen, but now it's out of my head, so there we go. It, okay. Uh, but that's that's uh, uh, the beauty of your show. It, it gets shit out of my head and out of, uh, at least God knows where it goes. <laughs> And God, that's that's the, one of the many amazing, services huh? we provide. Get shit out of your head by calling into uh-huh. our show. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, I, you tried to Twitter. I only got two people to help me Twitter. Oh, okay. We'll keep at so, it. 
Yeah, no, I overcame my hyperventilating when I've been on hold and I can actually talk on you're the phone. Gr- you're so. great. Every time you call, you're great. You, you don't get nervous. You, you call I radio to, shows. I, I, I first started calling NBA radio, and God, I would about pass out before uh, Justin Termini would get me on the phone. Really? Uh, oh, well, you're oh, very God, good at it now. I'm not much of a public. haven't been much of a public. Right, let's go to Brian in Oregon. Brian, how'd you think the Blazers did tonight? <laughs> they did shitty. <laughs> Uh, no, they, they didn't play tonight. <laughs> oh. How are your South Carolina Gamehawks doing? Well, you know, that we love the Cox down here in South Carolina. It's the, <laughs> I thought that what was you, a, I, the, what's the, so funny. the name for a football team or a school mascot. Yeah. Okay. Right. South Carolina is the Gamecocks, John. The Gamecocks. No, I I, oh, I, that, I picked no, that, that up. John, yes. I thought that was Chris doing the... Uh, that was Chris. The, uh, no, that was Chris. John's been a conscientious objector from this whole sports part of the conversation. Uh, yeah, anyway... <laughs> So, we got to uh, hit a break, Brian, but I thank uh, you for the call. It's good to hear from you. God bless Warnock and uh, 51 Amen. Centers. I'm with you. Thank you so much for joining us. Quick break. When we come back, more of your calls. It's going to be open phones all the way till midnight on the East Coast, 9 p.m. on the Pacific. This is Progress. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. This is Sirius XM Progress. I'm John saying We are taking your calls at 866-997-4748. The iconic Boeing 747 is retiring after more than 50 years. They have just rolled off the last 747 from the assembly line in Everett, Washington. It's the last 747 Boeing will ever make. It was the most dominant jumbo jet in the world for decades. Totally recognizable because it was so damn big. And had that bubble that housed the partial second level near the front of the plane. Air Force One is a 747. But of course, they have been eclipsed by newer, more fuel-efficient jetliners. Production of the 747, the world's first twin-aisle airplane, began in 1967. And they made them for 54 years, during which a total of 1,574 airplanes were built. We've lived long enough to outlive the 747. Hey, Now it's time for uh, something I wait for every week, another edition of The Minority Report with our own Thea Harper. Thea, I've decided you have the best theme music at all of radio. Oh, really? 
And man, having Kendrick open for you every week, yeah, it's not too shabby. Yeah. How are you, John? I'm very good, Miss Harper. Thank you for everything you do and keeping this show on the tracks. It was really a pleasure to get to see you uh, in the studio. They let us in one night a week now. It's really fun. Um, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm hanging in there. I'm glad to hear it. This is quite a day. I, I got to say, I, I, I didn't think when I woke up this morning that I would, that we would get this news that just, I don't know, as the day went on, it made some people angrier and angrier, but it made me happier and happier. I I completely agree with that. Um, and like, that's why I wanted to come on and talk about pretty much the, the backlash um, about Brittany Griner being released. Let's talk about it. Um, you know, so th- like, this was a, a moment to be happy uh, that Brittany can go home, be with her wife. And it's like been turned into something else where we're not supposed to be happy about her release. And it really bothers me to see some of these uh, people's reactions and people are pretty much pretty much saying that she should she should have been abandoned and left in Russia. Um, yep. And it's it is not lost on me that you know that those feelings stem from you know Brittany being being a black woman because being a black woman you're at the bottom of the totem pole then you add lesbian to that and you're even lower yeah. um, and you know some people are you know viewing this as you know black queer woman who has spoke out against the national anthem is being prioritized over a white Marine who served um, this country, you know, that's, that's right. just not the case. Uh, no. And, and by the way, know. someone who was thrown out of the Marine Corps. I mean, he was kicked right. out of the Corps. Yeah. He's, he, he is a criminal. He deserves to come home too, but you're exactly right. He right. does. And the U S government didn't choose between the two. The deal was only for Brittany. The option was Brittany or nobody. That's it. So, you know, not sure if some people know this, but you can, you can be upset, you know, that, Paul Whelan and other detainees have not been released, but you can also be happy for Brittany. Absolutely. But but for some people, they can't. And, you know, they're not going to come out and say it's because she's a black gay woman. They're going to say things like, well, she hates America, which is a very convenient excuse to say, well, she deserves to rot away in a in, in, a, in a Russian cage. But I mean, there's no evidence whatsoever that she hates America. She just protested the national anthem because she was like Colin Kaepernick protesting racism and police brutality. It seems like these people, they're always more angry at the protests of the racism than they're ever angry at the actual racism. Exactly. Exactly. Let me quote quote her. She said in 2020 in an interview, she said, I honestly feel we should not play the national anthem during our season. I think we should take that much of a stand. I don't mean that in any disrespect for our country. My dad was in Vietnam and a law officer for 30 years. I wanted to be a cop before basketball. I do have pride for my country. I think they just they 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 can't come out and say they hate her for being a strong gay black woman. So they'll they'll lie and say she hates America. Yeah, I mean, you're you're exactly right. And uh, Paul Whelan's brother, uh, David, spoke out and he said, you know, this is wonderful news. I'm so happy for Brittany and Sherelle. It's a wonderful day. You know, um, I just wish I you know saw more of that, you know, that response yeah. out there. I agree. You know, let me let me play a little clip. Um, this is A3, Chris. Here's uh, Sherelle Griner, Brittany Griner's wife. 
And by the way, how amazing. I mean, Joe Biden, we forget Joe Biden came out for marriage equality as vice president before Barack Obama ever did. Joe Biden was the first one to flip and he put a lot of pressure on the administration. And so he was really, uh, when it comes to executive level politicians, a pioneer on this two decades ago to see him there with Brittany Griner's wife in the Oval Office. Here she is earlier today speaking about the release of Brittany and the work to be done to free all American prisoners in Russia. BG's not here to say this, but I will gladly speak on her behalf and say that BG and I will remain committed to the work of getting every American home, including Paul, whose family is in our hearts today as we celebrate BG being home. We do understand that there are still people out here who are enduring what I endured the last nine months of missing tremendously their loved ones. So thank you everybody for your support. Um, and today it's just a happy day for me and my family. So um, I'm going to smile right now. <laughs> why, are they, why, why are these people so mad, Thea Harper? <laughs> they're, they're mad because, you know, like, like I stated before, you know, she is a black lesbian. Yeah. She's black. She's lesbian. A woman, you know, the, that's, you know, we're where it stems from, like the issue, the problem that they have um, with this release. You're right. It's unfortunate, but I'm um, I'm glad that she's home. But I also think I, um, it's important to mention that the WNBA should be paying their players more. Thank you. Playing basketball in another country because the players in the WNBA do not get paid enough. So that's an Thank issue you. that definitely needs to be addressed. I love that you made that point. I, I really do, because that's the reason. You know, you don't see male NBA players needing to go overseas to try right. to make the extra income at all. Yeah, and 10 months in a cage. I mean, this story speaks to so much. It speaks to it speaks to women's issues. It speaks to race. It totally speaks to the drug war. It speaks to LGBT equality. It speaks to capitalism, and, and, and it speaks to, to political and media hypocrisy. I just, I'm so glad it has such a positive way to end the year. Um, and again, this this notion that, you know, she had these tiny vape cartridges with less than a gram of cannabis oil in her luggage, which is illegal in Russia, which I get. But so many right wing people just use that as the excuse to just say she deserves to rot. I, I just I couldn't believe the hypocrisy. Same here. I mean, you know, however you may feel about Brittany, she's still an American. And um, I'm just glad that she's 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 home. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's it's. It's too bad this guy, Boot, is out of jail. He was an evil guy. But I mean, to me, it brought an American home and we don't leave them behind. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm allowed to feel patriotic about this one, I think. It feels Same. pretty nice. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Miss Harper. It's so nice that we have a happy ending to the story before the year is done. And think about all the people who never talked about the WNBA now, who will now I check know, out right? a game. So many people are going to check out WNBA games because they've heard of Brittany Griner. There's people who are going to buy tickets to WNBA games now who never would have because they've heard of her. This is going to be good for the whole league. <laughs> I agree. Right on. Thank you, Miss Harper. It's a pleasure. Thank you, John. Thank you. We are at 866-997-4748, 866-997-GRIT. We got a lot to get to still. And I, I want to play, though, one more bit of audio really quick, um, just because we were talking before about the passage of the Respect for Marriage Act. So here is friend of the show, Congressman Mark Pocan of the great state of Wisconsin. He offered some very clear, concise, and personal thoughts on marriage equality. It would be wrong to say that my husband Phil and I have a marriage that is any different than anyone else's marriage here in this body. 
My workplace health insurance should extend to my husband just like yours extends to your spouse. I should be able to visit my husband in the hospital if need be, just like you can visit your spouse. My earned benefits for retirement and social security, our property rights, our benefits through our taxes, and so much more should be no different regardless of if your spouse is named Samuel or Samantha. I love it. I've met his husband, by the way. He's a lovely guy. Okay, we're at 866-997-4748. Still asking you guys to tell us your favorite John Lennon songs or albums or memories. Cheryl is calling from Michigan. Hi, Cheryl. How are you tonight? Hi, can you hear me? I can hear you fine. Okay, well, um, I want to bring up a couple points. Um, Please. First, um, like, about um, my life, it was... I thought that was pretty. I was pretty sure that it was a rubber, rubber soul. Why in my um, life? In, yeah. Yeah. I, it was rubber soul, oh. Chris. I'm very embarrassed yeah. that I got it wrong earlier. Oh, oh, that's okay. What, about John Lennon. Please. I lived yes. in Chicago when he when he died, and right. I guess spread by word of mouth because we didn't have the internet then. But we had like, I guess we had a candlelight vigil, and we would all you know talk about. Um, you know, how much to be this and especially John meant to us. Mm-hmm. And um, the boyfriend I had in Chicago, him, both him and his mother were just insanely, you know, um, whatever, um, Beatles fans. Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought that was a really good, you know, really good idea. You know, but, so I mean, you were you know, pretty, we you, together, you were pretty big, you were a pretty big fan. Right. And my, my boyfriend and his mom were really big fans. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess after I'd hung out with them for a while, I, you know, I'd like some Beatles even better than I had. Nice. But, um, yeah, that's, that's, that's a good um, John Lennon memory for me, although he wasn't there. <laughs> nice, nice. I remember that time very well. And I remember the one thing that was the consolation was, you know, people who loved the music were there for each other. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, I let, thank you for letting me have my say. But, um, <laughs> Thanks, Cheryl. Yeah, I, yeah. I I just thought I you know, would, would well, bring a few points up. Cause, cause, thank- you know, I'm really glad I heard about the, the vigil and what because it was a really meaningful thing. Anyway, yeah, I was, I'll let I, you go. I was, I was way too young for it. Thank you, Cheryl. I was way too young to do any vigils, but then the whole country had a 10-minute vigil. And so, like I said, I was just a kid doing a, a, a play at the time in regional theater, and all the grown-ups, I was hanging out with grown-ups, and they all observed it. So I was just a goofy kid who would have told bad jokes about it, but instead I was really, really moved. And I remember it's it's what really, really made me appreciate John Lennon was that I saw how much the adults I admired loved him. And then, you know, the first single they released after he died was Nobody Told Me There'd Be Days Like These. That was actually not ever meant to be released. That was a song that John made for Ringo. And, you know, what the Beatles used to do is they would write songs for Ringo as solo artists, um, and they'd record it themselves. And they would send it to Ringo and say, here's the song. You just sing the part you hear me sing. You can hear George Harrison sing it, Don't Come Easy with his band and it's the same exact recording and then Ringo just sang over it so John wrote Nobody Told Me There'd Be Days Like These as a Ringo song and then he died and Yoko chose to release the single uh, that song as a single it was never meant to be heard and uh, that was the first John Lennon single that I ever listened to as a kid because I didn't appreciate him before this we're at 866-997-4748 866-997-GRIT uh, you know I began the show talking about Google 
because it's almost the end of the year and Google's recapping 2022's current events and trends. They're revealing what the most popular searches were all year long. And we talked earlier about the most popular searches, but this is even more interesting. Chris, you like this. They had the most searched current events, the most searched current events. And this is a bit more realistic. Number one was the election results. Thank God. Glad we care. Yeah. Number two, Queen Elizabeth passing away. Oh, what happened to her? Oh, you said it. Uh, Yeah, I I didn't even know. I should look it up on Google. Uh, Number three was the war in Ukraine. Our election and Queen Elizabeth got more searches than the Ukraine war. Number four, Powerball numbers. Yeah. That Powerball. That makes the most popular searches overall. That was you? I searched for that. I just just searched for my scratch-off. Hurricane Ian. And then monkeypox. I searched monkeypox a lot this year. Mm Mm-hmm. I searched for it because I'm a bug chaser. Uh, then Texas school shooting was number seven. Oh, Will nice. Smith. Yeah, you know, I, I, I would have thought that would get more than monkeypox, but Texas school shooting. Uh, Will Smith Oscars was oh, number boy. eight. The eighth most searched current event. <laughs> things were also things were so simple back then. <laughs> uh, number nine was the Johnny Depp verdict. <laughs> oh, see, I can't believe it was that low. Yeah. And then finally... Uh, so 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 finally, guess what was number ten? We had election results: Queen Elizabeth passing, Ukraine, Powerball, Hurricane Ian, monkeypox, oh. Uvalde, Will Smith, Oscars, Johnny Depp. Number ten: Roe v. Wade. It just barely cracked the top ten. I guess all those uh, pundits were right, John. People just don't care. People just don't care. So it's not important to people. Did you know what the most searched movies were? Um, Encanto, Thor: Love and Thunder, Top Gun: Maverick, The Batman, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Black Adam, Jurassic World Dominion, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Moribus, and Turning Red. That's the list of the 10 most searched movies on Google all year. Have you ever heard a list that had a greater divergence in quality than that list? Um, sure, but those were also like probably the 10 most popular movies of the year if you had to... Wait, was Top Gun on there? Did you say Top Gun? Yes, Top Gun. Top Gun's there, Thor, Encanto, Everything Everywhere All at Once, which I think Top- is a masterpiece. And then, well... I didn't see Black Adam. You did. Well, yeah. Uh, I, I wish I hadn't. I just is Black so, Adam in, is Black Adam in the black yet? By the way, has that movie broken even? Uh, you know, <laughs> there's some tricky accounting um, because these studios basically pay themselves for this early access digital, and so yes. there's a transfer of money to get it on HBO Max very soon. Right. Um, that helps it break even. But um, oh, I didn't know that. Fascinating. Yeah, that's that's kind of yeah. It's that's uh, how they call it a hit. Yeah, basically, um, Top Gun Maverick's probably going to win a lot of Oscars. I think it will too. It'll. There's always a blockbuster that wins a lot of technical Oscars. I think that'll be it. That'll be yeah. the case. Unless unless Avatar opens uh, tomorrow and and, uh, and blows everyone's minds. Avatar: Way of Water got insanely great reviews after the premiere in London. Like insanely great. You know, there's just there's a lot of revisionist history happening around the Avatar movie, um, because like there's a lot of people out there that, um, and I'm not saying anyone of us, but like there are people just like being like, oh my god, I can't believe they're doing it. The movie was so terrible. But, like that Avatar movie made two billion dollars. Billion, billion. 
And, and I think it's, it, I think it's, it's the only movie to be the top grossing movie. And then another movie outgrossed it. And then they re-release it in China and it became the top grossing movie again. People forget it's not Avengers Endgame anymore. Avatar 1 is, again, the top grossing film of all time. Like, it's, it was the topic of discussion for uh, the better part of a year because mm. it was this huge, big sci-fi movie. And it was also one of the first 3D movies in the theaters that people That's right. really got to show off. One of the first um, 3D movies that like got a Best Picture nomination. Yeah. Right. And it was a movie that people were so into that uh, uh, that people actually had, were getting depressed because they couldn't actually go to the world where this movie took place. So, like, we God. were psycho about it. Like, I think it's I feel better like, about my less social life I now. I feel like we're almost like trying to ignore our own past shame by pretending that that was a bad movie. I'm not saying it was a good movie. I'm just saying it was a real cultural phenomenon. Of course, there's a sequel. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't. <laughs> I know a guy who smoked so much weed, he he paid to see Avatar in two D. Um, you know, it, it wasn't a, it wasn't a bad movie. I think the rap on it was that it was just really derivative. It just felt like nineteen other scripts stapled together. But the three D animation is undeniable. I will say they re re released it last month, and I took my kid. He'd never seen it before. He was into it, but he has no desire to see the second one. He he stayed with it for all nine hours of the first one, but he no desire to see the second one. Um, and he's a kid who loves movies like this. The second one also is three hours and 12 minutes long. And apparently it's going to have to make like a billion dollars just to break or 600 million just to break even, I believe, because so much money was spent on the budget. And and he James James Cameron said when he pitched it, he said, this is going to have to be the second or third highest grossing film in history to break even. And the studio said, OK, we trust you. And, you know, he, he can do it. I mean, every time you doubt this guy, he comes out with huge hits. I, I think my favorite bit of trivia from that year in 2009, right, that's when Avatar was released, was that it was up for all the Oscars, but that James Cameron lost Best Director to his ex-wife, who became the first woman to win the Best Director Oscar that same year. Oh, for um, for the Hurt Locker. God, what a, that's one of the most tense movies I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, it's aged very well too. Okay, we got to take a quick break. When we come back, a few more thoughts and a few more calls at eight six six nine nine seven forty seven forty eight eight six six nine nine seven Grit. This is Sirius XM Progress. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm John Fugel saying this is progress after dark. 
It is my great pleasure to welcome Keith Price back to the show. You might know Keith well uh, from our Thanksgiving special on which he was fabulous. Keith was also the uh, morning show host on the late lamented OutQ channel. He is a great comedian and actor and podcaster and host. Uh, be sure to catch his wonderful Broadway podcast, Keith Price's Curtain Call. Most recently, Keith was seen in the online fundraiser for uh, Reverend Raphael Warnock's reelection with uh, Alonzo Bowden and Roy Wood Jr., which raised I believe $28,000 for Warnock's campaign. And all day I was hearing people tell me how funny Keith was. Comedy oh, Daddy, welcome back. Hey, how, you how doing, are you, sir? John? I Wait, am how are really you? fabulous. I'm actually, I feel very fabulous. That that whole thing last night was so much fun. It was, you know, the thing is, is for me, I see like Alonzo Bolden and Roy Wood and I'm like, wow, like, those yeah. guys are like huge comic names like oh and then there's me and i'm like hey i'm i'm here i didn't you know i i guess i've arrived well well uh, let me let me ask you about it because i i heard it was great we it had reverend fun. barry lynn and ethan hershenfeld on on monday night who co-produced it to, to talk about yes. it um you know i did a few of these specials and fundraisers i did a fundraiser for john ossoff two years ago with a bunch of broadway actors and and you know it's it's kind of a challenge doing jokes without a live audience like on a zoom i, I didn't get to see it because we were working here uh -huh. what was the show like and, and what did you do was it just you and your in your living room just talking to the camera and doing yeah, a set? it was talking Great. into well the, the thing is is that the uh the setup was you could still see like you know i could still see uh ethan and i could see reverend barry so i i could gauge a response of how something may have hit when right. I saw their faces and then the rest, you know, there was like, I don't know, there were like two or 300 people on the zoom portion. So like there were all these other faces. And so, you know, you just kind of take, take a shot. And that's the first time that I've ever done a, a comedy sort of set on zoom oh. because yeah, because I just kind of were like, I just don't know how this is going to feel. And so it's fun, I, isn't I, it? it's got a whole it, great like AA, AA online meeting vibe to it, doesn't it? Like a <laughs> exactly, totally 80s Beirut it, hostage video veneer. It's, it's really fun. <laughs> but, you know, the good thing for me was it's like, oh, my God, I finally felt like a Mr. You know, hey, look at me. I'm on this this bill with these fantastic headliners. And then it's like, look at me. I'm actually now getting to do something with my art and actually be a part of like this is a chance for me to use my skills and That's my great. talent to Good. help somebody that i actually believe in because i do believe in reverend warnock and, and i do believe in what he's going to try to do for georgia and you know sadly herschel walker is you know the useful idiot that's being used for this game and yes you know he's he doesn't realize the the conflict that he's causing just you know like a, a sense of division that you know because there's still black people in the, the black community that will vote for him because they you know they just will but i feel like there's a majority of them that are going to do what i did which was to give him the negro please award and keep stepping <laughs> so <laughs> i mean i think warnock's going to win but i gotta say i'm i mean i'm shocked at how tight it is you know and, yeah. and when you think about the fact that like two hundred thousand. Voters showed up and voted for Kemp, but didn't vote for Warnock. Uh, yeah, it, it shouldn't be this close. But I said that last time. It's it's still scary yeah. that there's enough people in Georgia who just don't care. No, but you but you can see that they would vote for Kemp and not for Warnock and then and and also may not vote for Herschel either, but mm. will vote for Herschel because they know that that's 
part of the the manipulation plan that they have in order and like and it, it just it saddens me that it's so apparent that this is about a, a grab for power yeah at any cost and at any you know using any human being to do it and to know that there's an idiot that's willing to stand there and be used this way mm-hmm. it, it is it's very it's scary to me like i mean you know and and maybe in his mind he thinks he's doing good you know a couple of hits <laughs> yeah. to the head clearly i mean his, his judgment could be cloudy i don't know but yeah. sadly you know to see that is kind of gross which is why you know <laughs> i like to keep it in the the nether worlds and the craziness of the, yeah. the theater because i can't i just can't it's <laughs> it's, like, it's so it's so dark i just hope this thing is over soon and herschel walker can return to his home in texas um <laughs> keith i want to get some callers in here i got a lot of things i want to run by you as well before yes. i do though really quick any any new theater any broadway i should oh, know about yes. Any, Ooh, any, uh, yes yes well i, I will I, tell you i count on you keith was, i never leave the house anymore I'm and i count here, on baby. you to tell me okay this is what's going down so i i had a two-show day today actually i saw the matinee of into the woods the big thing that everybody's been talking about the revival and into the a, woods the new revival and I got to give a shout out to my girlfriend, Montego Glover, who was amazing as the witch. And, of course, my darling, Andy Carl, who I loved as one of the princes and the gorgeous Gavin Creel and Annie Golden. I mean, there were so many wonderful people in this cast, but just a beautiful thing. And it was like the perfect show where you saw everybody at their A-game, Stephanie Jay Block and Brian Darcy James shut the front door. Oh, wow. um, you saw their their everybody was at their A game, and it was will like this, not a weak link. Not my one. question is though: Will this Broadway revival of the play Into the Woods heal the nation from the movie version of Into the Woods? Um, for those who are still <laughs> triggered by James Corden's voice, like will this will this begin the healing? <laughs> I I would hope so. I would really okay. hope so because you know. <laughs> <laughs> We've got Brian Darcy James, so I'm okay with that. Um, but yeah, it's it's uh, it was a beautiful, beautiful afternoon of that. And then I went to see this new play that just tonight was the first premiere. I mean, the, yeah, the I want to see this uh, other play you saw called the collaboration with Paul Bettany, who I didn't realize until I read the thing that he was the guy from Wandavision, and I'm like, oh, he's, he's Vision, yeah. He's, I'm he's like, wow, from- this is. I mean, he's been in everything. He's, he's, you know, he was, he's, he's been, he was in Solo, a Star Wars story. He was in A Beautiful mm-hmm. Mind. He's, he's been in everything. But, uh, but uh, he's been, he's even been on this show. But he plays yeah. Andy Warhol, and it's about Warhol's relationship with, with Basquiat, Jean, right? With Jean Basquiat, played by the amazing two-time Tony nominee and Emmy nominee Jeremy Pope, who mm-hmm. I've been a big fan of him since. Um, the view upstairs or the room upstairs is this wonderful musical that was off Broadway. And it's funny because the guy who wrote the music for that show also has a show on Broadway called K-pop, but that's a whole other story. Yes. That's Um, a whole other Max Vernon. But, but Jeremy Pope just, he was just amazing. And you know, and I can't, I can't talk about it like in a critique sense because they're still in previews because they just started the first previews, but they, that show was really, it was a wonderful interesting piece because i didn't know much about the history of either of them so it was kind of nice to get a little dramatization and it kind of makes you want to walk off and go read something about both of them and whatever that period was like let me go look at the art from that period and and it's done really stylistically let me just tell you something else too they have a dj 
that spins music at the top of the show before the show starts when everybody's coming in and then during intermission okay it is it, it it's amazing it, it's a party the show is a party i want to see so, well i want to see it because I, I find that relationship fascinating also um i i love actors who play uh actors who play andy warhol because they've all been on the show uh jared uh-huh. harris played him and uh i oh, shot andy warhol right. and he's been on the show and mm-hmm. paul bettany and do you know here's a trivia question before we get to the callers do you know in the movie basquiat with jeffrey wright as yes. Jean-Michel Basquiat, do you remember who played Andy Warhol in the movie of Basquiat's life? David Bowie. Yes, right? you win. That's correct. Because <laughs> there's like a famous scene of them sitting like on the ledge someplace like in Soho, like off of Broadway. Like there's like a famous spot there that everybody yep. talks about. I'm like, oh, my God. Yes. See, look at that. There you go. So I, I knew something. I was I went in very prepared. Very but nice. If if you're if you're starting your your list of stuff to try to do before you come, you know, to you know how these people come to New York, like yeah. they really should start. If you haven't put any of these things on your list, like so far, those two things right now for me are great. Okay, I'm going to always say yes to Beetlejuice, but that's another story for another time. I had cousins in. But, I had yes. cousins in from Virginia this week, and they were going to see a K-pop group in Newark. They they came to crash oh, my place and they go see a K-pop concert. Not excited about the K-pop musical. Gotta say that my, my K-pop Southern relatives are are not into that. But I'm you know I, I haven't seen it yet, so I can't say nothing. Look, I'm a big fan of underage boys lip syncing. All right, we got we got a lot of people on hold. Do you want to take some calls from the Evil Army of the Night? Sure, sure, because. Sure. Uh, We're going to take a very quick break. We'll be right back. This is Progress. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back. We're going to get to everybody now, and I'm going to thank everyone for their patience on hold. Starting with Pit Doc, who's calling from the great state of Ohio. Doctor, hello. Hi, John. Hi, Keith. Well, I haven't talked to you since I haven't talked to you since before the election. And uh, I know. How, how, How are you feeling? How you feeling? Uh, I, just, I just got off 12 straight days of work, so I'm kind of oh. run down, but I just got home okay. today. So. Okay. Anyway, uh, I think the problem was that I, I think the election would have been a lot different if they had the one factor that I talked about before the election that came, and maybe Texas could have, told, could have put it over the top, is they didn't have a, and I'm not sure if I told Keith this or not, they didn't have a, a young, white, blonde, dead girl from an abortion. And I think that might have put everything over the top. But unfortunately, and Texas actually didn't release any health records for the last few months until after the election. And gee, I wonder why. Oh, I didn't know that at all. Yeah, they were holding off on releasing any health info uh, on any, any health 
problems in the in the in the state until after the election. Fascinating. So Fascinating. I I'm saying we would have kept we would have kept the house too if that was the case. But I have a second theory, and uh, the new theory is is that uh, who should be running in 2024? At least yes. uh, one one of the ticket. Okay. Uh, I think that you know the major problem is, and you've talked about it recently. You talked about the white women with no soul. I think Keith and I. And I listen. To, I watch. The, I look at the root too. I like to refer to as uh, white bitches. Uh, yeah, I don't. By the way, I don't. I don't say. I don't say that. Uh, I don't say that they have. They have uh, no soul. I say they're white women who are dead inside. Okay. Oh, so I. Okay. I don't want to. I just don't want to say anything offensive when we're talking about uh, white bitches. So go on, please. Well, if you read, if you read the root, if you read the root, yeah, white bitches are there and everything like that. But what I'm saying is. is that, Women, you know, don't turn out for, for Joe Biden, and they don't, don't turn out for this. They, he doesn't excite them. Now, that's why I think on the ticket, either as president or even as vice president, I think it's got to be Gavin Newsom. Because mm-hmm. that's yeah. going to give those women thigh sweats. And they're, 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 <laughs> all right. You know what? At the risk at the risk of uh, yeah, let, let's let's dig this hole deeper. I, I I kind of feel like American women have more on their legislative agenda than how physically attractive a candidate is. So I don't maybe just me. Oh, I don't know. Three percent? Are you kidding me? <laughs> well, but here, here's the thing: though. all you need is four or five percent turning. That will do the trick. I know. See, Keith? but it's but it's the combination of him being mostly on the right side of history on stuff, you know what I mean, in general, yeah. and yeah. being kind of hot. So that's that's the, <laughs> yes, the mix. Of it's, course. It's not like, you know, some let, of those... Let me say, instead of saying he's hot, let me just say he's charismatic. He's a good public speaker. He's telegenic. He's Look, I for the 21st century. I think, well, maybe, uh, maybe he's better than that, quite honestly. Um, you say I say all of that, but he could still get it. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, so, listen, I, yeah. I, yeah. and I've worked with him. He and, he and I had TV shows together at Current TV. I've actually hung out with a guy who could be president. And look, mm-hmm. I, I, if Joe Biden chooses to run for reelection, God bless him. For me, Jayapal said she'd support him. So that that's very sure. impressive. But um, I, I say this all the time. I know Joe Biden could beat Donald Trump in 2024. I think Joe Biden could beat Ron DeSantis, but I'm not sure. I am sure that Gavin Newsom could destroy Ron DeSantis. And uh, I think there may be very crowded fields, Pit Doc, in both political parties for president next year. Mm. Take it easy, Johnny. Wait, 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 Pit Doc, who would you you put on the ticket with uh, with Gavin Newsom? Who would I put on the ticket with Gavin Newsom? Uh, Hmm, good question. Yeah. Uh, Not a a super progressive, that's for sure. But no. maybe it might go with, uh, with uh, what's her name, Warren, maybe. Okay, or maybe you know, a Val Demings, maybe. Or... But here's, well, here's Val the one Demings, thing I, I didn't win, Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. I think Val Demings, she didn't win Florida, but a black woman police chief, I think that sells nationwide for Democrats when crime is the issue. Well, didn't st- like I said, Florida, Ohio is no longer considered purple. It's red. It's, it's red. red. That shocks me. And like shocks yeah. me. And, and I, I don't want to hear in 2024, well, oh, maybe this year Texas turns blue. That's horseshit, and you and I know it. Yeah, well, until we find a way to get more young people to yeah, vote in Texas, that's true. But it's, it's it, somebody it, it young will get there. The South, I think, when, uh, as a vice president, might work. Yeah, but, well, but I, I do have. I I got one thing to ask though. Like we're we're making all of these plans for 2024, and we're completely ignoring uh, Vice President Kamala Harris and mm-hmm. where her sense of succession should be in this process, because you know. 
if if stuff think, works out, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, right. you know, well, we it's can not, get Uncle it's Joe no disrespect to, It's no disrespect to her, but I, I think if Joe Biden decided not to run, there's a chance she might decide not to run as well. Uh, of course, if she did decide to get into it, I would I would love her to do so. I Look, I want to see Kamala Harris on TV a lot more than we do right now. I, I, I don't think the White House has deployed her as strongly as they should have. And They're when Roe v. Wade happened, I thought, this is the time. Roll Kamala Harris out and let her start destroying some motherfuckers. And they chose nope. not to deploy her. It, it blows my mind. Because, again, they're trying to the play nice and take the high road. She, Go ahead. She's had so much character in assassination in the past two years. Everybody talks about how she, she's not going to be any good for any more politics, but nobody really gives you a reason why. That's the problem. Exactly. And they're, just, they're either forget, forgetting about her or they're just, making, just saying, oh, she's, well, she's coming. Yeah. Exactly. But again, the these people are all endorsing. to do is have a pulse. But, you know, it's a- but, 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 but they're all endorsing the, 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 the racist game show clown who is a terrible president and might do it again, even though, you know, he's just robbing his own supporters like Kamala Harris <laughs> is subject to so much more scrutiny than a man in her position would be. I mean, why the exactly. fuck is Mike Pence get to walk around like he's somehow qualified to run for president? But people act like Kamala Harris has got no business ever considering it herself. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Good times. Oh, okay. Good times. Thank you, Thanks, man. Appreciate it, doctor. Be well. Get some rest, please. 866-997-4748. You know what I mean, Keith? Like, I, 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 I mean, feel it's, like this is... It, well, you know, we, st- we still have to deal with the, the misogyny of this country because, again, in a logical brain sense, you know, Kamala, well, we, Hillary Clinton would have been a much better choice at the beginning of this process. Absolutely, of having a woman president would have been a, a fantastic moment that that could have happened, and we saw how that ended up for her. And it's for like, all of her you know, flaws, Kamala Harris. For all of her flaws, quote unquote, she's been right the whole time. So. Are they flaws? <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? Or well, well, I was going to say about Hil- uh, I was just going to say for all of Hillary Clinton's shortcomings that people might have, uh, she wouldn't have lied to everybody hundreds of times during a plague. Mm-hmm.